romance is in the air as another Valentine special rolls around. Yes, it's time for Feels on Main with another rom-com series taking flight. On that time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, some of them, actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. I know the show's title. Shut up. AKA the Trash Manga Friends Podcast, episode 74, Peddler in Another World. I can go back to my trash manga whenever I want. Today's episode sponsored by Badweiser. You know what this show is on this lovely February day. It's the one where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. Observing from our hut what's soaring like an eagle and what's nosediving for a crash landing. I am your forever host, Swallow Sean, joined by Makoa Mike and Peacock Phil. How are you both on this first recording we're doing in 2023? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, right, Bert, right, right, I'm with you Oh now. my god! <laughs> really? I was like, what the fuck's all this stuff about huts and birds? And I was like, oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, start as we need to go on, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we've done this. It has been like probably the better part of two months since we've yeah, that. yeah, give or take, yeah, yeah. And uh, how nice it is that we get to come back to yet another fucking rom com. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I mean, speak, for you, speak for yourself. We've learned over the past year that uh, this is my kink, apparently. Yeah. It's whatever the opposite of that is for me. Fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I won't go into it just yet, but I do know one of my, like, talking points I have, because I write down talking points potentially for the episode, and I'll, one of them is now written as, is there enough plot beats to say Mike? Open brackets. <laughs> no. Close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I feel you, you don't even need that. It's just, is there enough plot for Mike? No, for anything we do on this. <laughs> I forget rom-coms, just all of them. You don't, you, don't, you don't even need to ask the question, it's just there's not enough plot for Mike. You know what, I don't think that's too big of an ask. For <laughs> shit to happen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with this. My, my standards are not... This is your hill to die on, plot. <laughs> my standard, yeah! <laughs> my standards are not that high. Just have shit happen. You, I know what you always say this, my standards aren't that high, and yet you've systematically rejected 90% of what's been given That's to you. because we've systematically re- reviewed 90% shit. <laughs> oh, God. How, how, are, how are folks Christmas slash New Year slash fucking cold January? Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and be high energy, folks, because this is the first recording for us, but it is freezing this weekend oh god yes it is even i who am usually yeah it's not that bad i'm like jesus christ no this is cold <laughs> yeah uh i had a whole lot of traveling woes over the holidays oh god I, you did yeah in in standard fashion I, I won't go into it but in standard fashion when traveling around the holidays it's it's not a relaxing time and no. so yeah i've been basically KO'd since I got back, and <laughs> then I'm like, okay, I should read this for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to kill me? Uh, it's how I get off. If that makes that tracks, yeah. Don't forget, according to what Phil said last week, like this is the next big thing. It, you'd be surprised how popular it is. But it's not. But um, <laughs> but we'll get into that later on. How is how is Phil? How's Phil doing? Fine. Can I get at least one word of comment on your Christmas slash New Year? <laughs> he just did. 
Fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> One more, please, sir. It's been a month. Okay. <laughs> fine, okay. The most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I think we've well established that we're all miserable bastards. Let's what? do manga. What? What? <laughs> How am I a miserable bastard? I've met you. <laughs> and you know I'm the most upbeat one here. That, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking about high and low bars. That right there is not a high bar to clear. Wow, okay. Well, my Christmas and New Year was delightful because I didn't have to work for two weeks. And that is ultimately the greatest gift anyone hey, could ever the greatest give. Gift. Like, the presents from my mother are lovely and all. And, you know, got more, more manga and more things to consume. Especially after my trip to Newcastle recently, where I now have. Four volumes of Blue Lock, which these two hate, but I love. So, uh, good times. Good times for me. Isn't this episode coming out in, like, mid-February? Uh, 2nd of February, I think. <laughs> We're talking about Christmas. It's Valentine's. Because <laughs> we haven't done a recording since then. Do you want to talk about Valentine's, Mike? Okay, cool. What are you doing this year for Valentine's? There. Uh, probably nothing. But there you go. <laughs> I will always remember Valentine's as one year. The, the year... Me and my current partner got together was the year the first Deadpool movie came out because we went to go see it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that was our first Valentine's date. <laughs> so that's my fondest memory of Valentine's. Since then, we've done fucking nothing because it's just a day in the middle of February. Sure. Also, also the virus. Yeah, sure. Let, let's use that as an excuse. <laughs> nah, I'm, wow. I'm with Mike on this one. It's, it's a day. It's just a day. Like, if you, if you need an excuse to show affection and like love to your partner then valentine's day ain't gonna save you at all no, okay i appreciate that but i also or and i swear i've probably made this joke you can probably cut to me making this exact same quip last valentine's <laughs> episode where i'm like the two in relationships are like uh fuck valentine's day and i'm always like oh no i hope hope you have a great day with those people you care about and, or love it's easy you know to what? idolize this stuff when you're not just doing it every day. Sure, like, don't, <laughs> okay, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think it needs to be a massive capitalist thing, but, you know, <laughs> it's not bad that there's a day dedicated to love. I mean, all I'm saying is, for last Valentine's Day, I got my girlfriend coronavirus. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the that's, year. Stop, what? Stop Valentine's. Oh, God, right, okay, there you go. This is probably ten minutes down already. So are we ready <laughs> to dive? Craig is telling me yes, it is. Are we ready to dive into our rom-com series, Mike? Because uh, any... you're the one who wants to get on with this. Anything to pad out the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but this. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, bad news, because here we go. So... This time around, for Valentine's, we have been covering a couple of cuckoos, a.k.a. Kako no Inazuke. This is a rom-com manga, hence why Mike hates it. The one-shot was in September 2019, before it got serialized from January 2020 onwards. 15 volumes available over in Japan currently. It is written and drawn by Miki Yoshikawa, who has done a few series, most notably um, Yamada-kun and The Seven Witches, which was a pretty popular I want to say Shonen, but it might also have been Harami Romcom from a little while back. This is licensed by Kodansha, who you can buy the first nine volumes off of, but it's digital only at the moment because that's what Kodansha does. Boo, hiss, etc. 
And there was an anime, 24-episode anime that aired back through spring and summer last year, done by Synergy SP and Shin Ai Animation, which you can go stream on Crunchyroll right now. Although I'd rather you listen to the rest of this episode first before you do it. This was also nominated for the 2022 Kodansha Manga Award in the Shonen category, but lost to uh, Slime, actually. Slime was uh, the winner for that year. Good choice. I, I mean, I think even Phil would admit if it's a choice between this and Slime, he's going to pick Slime. Yes. So, uh, yes. I mean, I, I make no illusions where my allegiance lie. No, no. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to listen to us discuss slime, episode 33, 34, somewhere around there, it's about the same time we did the spider. Um, some spider. Was in fact there. exactly that time. It was. It was the summer of Isekai, and although Phil won in the moment, I won in the long term. So did, did you? Mike watched Spider. I I watched like three episodes and then decided they don't. They don't shut the fuck up. I what? No one. Sh- of course not. It's one character. <laughs> no, no, because it's different episode. <laughs> That's a whole yeah, episode onto itself. Go, go listen. Go listen to our summer of Sky if you want to hear our thoughts on slime and sp- and or spiders. But uh, for now, we're going to talk about our thoughts on cuckoos. So, Phil, tell us all about couple of cuckoos. What is this rom com about, and why does Mike hate it? Like, where do you even? start with describing this thing. A couple of cuckoos follows our main character, Nagi, who at the start of the series we find out was accidentally switched at birth. And as such, he is on his way to meet his real biological parents, whatever you wish to call them, as well as the person he was switched at birth with. However, along the way, he meets a girl he thinks is about to commit suicide, who isn't, and hijinks ensue. So, the first thing I want to do, before we start getting into, like, whatever Mike's rants on the series main are... Sure. That that opening... Pre- and I appreciate this is probably never going to be addressed in the series, because it's more just the premise and the setup uh-huh. than uh-huh. anything. How, how, do you, how do you mix two children up, in a ho- especially because there are different genders in a hospital... Yeah, what's, yeah. What's that yeah. hospital doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're it's in the wrong so... beds. One has a penis. All I can guess is that they hadn't labeled them yet. <laughs> but even so, <laughs> yeah, pro- that's probably it. Like, I think so. We didn't read the one shot. No, for what it's worth because it's largely the same as the first chapter. It does have like a couple of pages, I think, just like at the hospital. Which is basically just like I think they were born at pretty much the exact same time, obviously in the yeah. same. Yeah, it, it, it's something and to the effect of oh, there's two babies, just, we need empty beds. Yeah. yeah, it's just like empty beds. That baby goes there. That baby goes there. Not realizing perhaps the front had already been filled out with the information, maybe or. All I'm saying is I, I watched yeah, Good yeah. Omens a few years back, and that does a whole elaborate bit for the first five ten minutes of the episode of how the devil is swapping these two children around. Whereas in this one, it's just some dumb person labels. My them. my understanding is it is a thing that happens. It does happen? Does, what? Not common. No, no, it's it happen. It's absolutely or a it thing. People, people being switched at birth is absolutely a thing that I, has. I, get, and does I can happen. believe it was in, for like, want of a better term, some like hick facility or something. No, it's it's more common than you think because when yeah. you've just given birth to a baby, it just looks like. A baby, like you don't know what your baby looks like, sounds like, acts like. You've like only yeah. just met them, also, and so they get taken to a room full of babies. Babies, yeah. So the only way you're going to know that baby is yours is if they've got the right like ankle tags and 
stuff filled out. So yeah. if there is a critical clerical error, you can go home with the wrong child. That doesn't usually cross gender lines, though. Yeah, just for what it's worth, I've just looked it up on Wikipedia. Most recently, it happened in 2021 in the Philippines. Here in the UK, it apparently happened in 2015. Damn, okay, fair but, yeah, enough. Yeah, no, it does happen. These are just the ones people know about, yeah. Yeah, th- yep. yeah as you say, those are the ones people know about. So my next question was going to, I guess my next question was going to be like, how would you find out? But I guess as soon as anything that required a blood or a DNA sample. Yeah, like, I do like this Wait a minute. <laughs> very briefly allude to in the first chapter. It's like, yeah, of course I'm not my parents' kid. I look completely different. Like, you see a family photo and his parents are like parents he grew up with, uh, blonde. That is one of the things I do want to, I do like want to praise that about this series like when you see the actual families they're supposed to come through they clearly do look like yeah okay yeah, yeah. you would you'd swap them around why Nagi hasn't also why Nagi has also somehow managed to take on the personality of the parents he's never met rather than the personalities <laughs> of the people he's around for 16 years oh yeah. couldn't that's answer that whole, one that's, that, that's a whole nature versus nurture debate that we are <laughs> not intellectual enough to have on this podcast <laughs> That's it. I'm not going to go into that debate, but it is a little weird how he is raised by what are openly described as ex-delinquents, and yet yep. he's a, a nerd. So yeah, he is a massive nerd, as we'll get into. But also, like, he can throw down. Yep, that, that was a surprising bit, which I did like, in fairness, because they build up to this, um, again, getting the positive stuff out of the way early for Mike. But uh, they do uh, they do this initial bit where the the other girl, well, the main girl, which we'll get to in a minute, has some stalkers because she's a uh, famous on the gram. So she's an Instagram influencer, not Instagram, Insta, Insta, Insta. Insta. Sorry, yeah. just Insta. Oh, sorry, just, just Insta because you can't have the gram. Represent, but legally distinct from. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there are there are some stalkers, and you're like, oh no, we're really gonna go for a bit where he's like, oh no, and then he just fucking decks one, and you're like, oh okay. Yeah. And then they're, they're only ever presented as like two bit com- like comedy villains who immediately get beaten the fuck up whenever they show up. Well, one punched out whenever I mean, they show up. Fair, like, first good. time is, as you say, they're coming across a bit stalkerish. And then the second time, they definitely come across stalkerish. <laughs> it, it didn't seem like in that first chapter they were stalking her. They happened to stumble across her and they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm her biggest fan. Who the you oh no they are stalking her um, uh, but yes but then later on they straight up like she lives here and are breaking and entering well no yes. in the first time they, not breaking and entering, the first but... time they come across her it's not like a hey i recognize you it was no, no it's not it was something but... like they figured out who i was a while ago and now won't leave me alone that's <laughs> that's Either the definition way, of stalking i was sure. just happy that they were never like this was never a big plot or anything because whenever they show no. up being creepos they just get punched the fuck out and they it's, it's, done. oh my god what are you doing here and then it's punch <laughs> and then they run off yeah yes don't, don't know how this guy's ripped considering we never see him do anything i think no. the idea was that he grew up in a very yes physical family like there's um there's sight gags of them play fighting each other all the time well to be fair like even with that first punch with these stalkers he says like well our number one family motto if someone starts a fight you finish it yeah and it's like no that's the thing i get that it's more just we never see him in the gym or doing anything like this so it 
comes out of nowhere, but I don't mind it. You never see any kind of backup to his claims, which he can clearly back up. So it's just a bit of a disconnect, but mm. not the biggest thing. This thing is this thing has wrong with it. No. Anyway, that's that's the premise stuff out of the way, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so so the whole point is he's on his way to meet his biological parents. Big meet up him parents he grew up with, his biological parents, and the girl he was switched to birth with. So while he's on his way, he sees a girl sort of standing on the railings of the bridge. He's like, no, don't kill yourself. And it turns out this is our one of our female leads, Erica, who he will eventually come to find out was the girl he was switched at birth with. Because they come up with an elaborate plan without realising who each other are, that she'll trick his... Uh, She'll trick her father. This is going to get confusing. The father she grew up with, who's decided that he wants to marry the two of them off in an arranged marriage by saying, ah, but you can't marry me off. I've got this boyfriend. And it's like, yeah, that, that's who you're going to marry. Congrats. Yeah, mother of all fucking coincidences. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, chapter one. I allow it. Because <laughs> it makes sense that they both be in the neighborhood. I think the thing is, it's like, yeah, it, it's a massive coincidence, but also, like, the second you see her and she gets more than a page of screen time, it's like, she she's going to be the one who switched up. Yeah, like, it's so obvious as well, like, especially if you've read any other manga ever before. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, so, yeah, okay, <laughs> we can all see this coming. Why are you dawdling I mean, around this? Poppy? I tell you the thing we didn't need from every other mango. We didn't need a, no, stop, oh no, I fell on your boob. Yeah, yeah. Like, come uh, on. Completely <laughs> unnecessary lucky pervert moment, which yeah. then leads to straight up blackmail. Yes, because she's trying to record herself pretending to kill herself. <laughs> suicide to try and emotionally blackmail her father to get her out of the Arrange marriage, and he's like, no, because he doesn't realize. I mean, yes, they, on the one hand, yes, it's blackmail. On the other hand, uh, <laughs> arranged marriages are bad. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm not disputing <laughs> that part, but the point is, she's being like, I'm not doing it. If you make me do it, I'm going to fucking kill myself. It's like that. It's like, a bit much. yeah, you shouldn't have to go that far, but also, that's. Don't threaten to kill yourself just because you're not getting your way. Like, uh, See, when I was, you guys talking about emotional blackmail, I'm talking about actual blackmail. Uh, yeah, no, you're talking about how she's blackmailing um, Nagi, yes. the main like, character. It, the immediate response is, she goes, like, okay, pretend to be my boyfriend so we can do this elaborate scheme to try and convince my parents not to marry me off, which is yeah. silly, but whatever, I don't really care. The, but in order to get him to do this, she's like, right, I'm going to just capture the part where you're groping me, and send it to your school if you don't do this. So it wasn't what? so much she was she wasn't like, oh, I'm going to capture it. It was more coincidental to say she was recording this I'm going to kill myself bit and just happened to be recording as he's like, no, trying to air quote save her because he thinks she's actually going to jump. Mm -hmm. And then you get the lucky pervert moment, which she just happens to catch on camera. And she's like, well, I'm just going to blackmail you with this then. Yes, that's my point. I mean, probably a good thing she didn't submit that on because uh, she'd have gotten expelled from her own school instead, as we <laughs> later on discover. <laughs> uh, Anything to bring the characters together. 
that that's that's one of my biggest problems with this this series and it doesn't need to do it as hard as it does but it loves to force a trope even if it makes no sense it's like no we got to do this trope gotta they've got to go in the same school so we will literally have her get expelled in like that to like get that, her. the one that gets me with that is just how forced it is it's like yes so obviously she's like oh you know i can't sharing pictures of me with a guy that's one you know bad luck for any of her followers because gotta farm that parasocial oh, relationship let's not, let's not do idle purity please no that's it's, it's not even necessarily uh, idle purity oh no yeah directly it's the, anyway. the influence it's a of parasocial relationship yeah oh, no, it's, it's, no. you know you have it in western as as um, someone who lives in the hollow live uh, rabbit hole um yes no, let's not no no please <laughs> yes i i agree but point is it's not specific to idols so she's like, no, can't show anything like that. Be a bad idea. But then apparently we're just told she accidentally uploaded the one picture with the two of them together. But, you know, she deleted it like together a minute in later. Bed, which she also was like, doesn't it look like we're having sex? And I'm like, no. No, uh, that's, yeah, <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> this is because it goes back to that stupid gag in like, the first chapter where it's like, oh... What, what do couples do to show that they're couples? Hey, no, I like the idea. It's like, what do couples do? I'll Google it. And Google's like, oh, just bang them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, that idea is great, but it's just the fact that she's legitimately kind of suggesting it in a way. She's like, well, let's just have sex. That'll solve the problem. He's like, will it? I mean, will it really? That, that is, I, to be fair, I do like that joke. And then I like how it also gets paid off later when those stalkers come along and they're like, no, no, she's got to, you're going to ruin her purity. And it's like, oh, don't worry, she's definitely a virgin. Yeah, well, because that's the thing, like, when she's suggesting it, it almost comes across as like she doesn't necessarily understand what she's suggesting. Oh, no, she's just going with what Google tells she's, her. Yeah, she's literally just going, Google says let's have sex. And it's like, no. <laughs> do, do you know what you're suggesting here? Um. Yeah, that, that that's my input for this section of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is dumb. Well, it is all dumb shenanigans to build up to the big reveal, which, again, as you said, anyone who's read any rom-com before has probably yeah. already figured out. My main issue with this thing as a whole is how forced everything is. It's like they they force every situation through like bluntly pushing situations to their most stupid conclusions. Yeah, like, um, as an example, within, I think, by start of chapter three, it might well be, um, as part of their parents' grand ploy, because they're all fully on board to get them to shack together. They're like, oh, you can live together for two weeks. Just, there yeah. you go, done. No <laughs> We're going to put it, really. two most likely very horny teenagers in a house on their own for two weeks. I, I wouldn't call Maggie horny. I... <laughs> them, I'm just saying that as a blanket term for all teenagers. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, this this is a great idea. Let's put two teenagers in a house alone for two weeks because reasons, I guess. Because we're determined to marry them to each other. Well, that, yeah, that, that was basically it. That the reasoning was like, well, they're getting married. We have to make sure that they get along better. Let's just make them live together. That'll fix everything, right? But it's also trying to be like, smart about it as well at the same time because like there's points where i think it's mainly um oh god here we go erica's not erica's parents she lived with so Nagi's real parents <laughs> where they're yeah. like yeah we know we get that you know you two don't actually aren't actually in a relationship but hey you, 
this is how they start by being together. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? And I'm like, <laughs> you can't be like, yeah, no, we understand your feelings, but also <laughs> you can't. Well, I think that's the thing as well to like, oh, yeah, you know, we just want you guys to get closer. And it's like, because we know you're not close at the moment. It's like, but also they're then just being like, yeah, you're getting married anyway. We don't care. They don't. Bye. They don't need to live Bye. together to accomplish this because there's like she was clearly interested in like who her actual real family was, and I'm assuming Nagi at some point would want to meet them at the very least. So it's like well, you didn't need was... all this for stuff. The the yeah. reason why the parents have decided to marry these two kids together is oh we 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 found out that we were switched at birth and but so we want to make sure the families remain connected. So you two get married and the families are connected now. You could just. You, you could, could just, just, go, out. just go for brunch on <laughs> yeah. Sundays. What the fuck? Look, the whole point is to like, well, you know, you grew up with your respective set of parents. And of course, you don't want to lose them, but you, you also want to connect with your biological parents. Like, it, clearly, if, the solution is marrying you two. It's like, is, is it? If Legas, this were to happen in real life, then this just wouldn't go down that way. Like, it's been proven time and again that in this situation, the non-biological child stays with their non-biological family and then maybe keeps their biological I mean, family Nag in the Nagi picture. Nagi very much says, like, outright, like, to um, his... I'm not his leaving. Not, not sister. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. Yeah. Which, uh, he sadly, he doesn't get a choice in when their house magically springs a link, so they all have to sod off. Oh, so yeah. Now he, has to, oh, now he has to live with the, for an Erica for an indeterminate amount of time, aka yeah. the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> another example of it just being blunt force through. Yeah. Yeah. A, a little thing worth mentioning, I suppose, that I don't think we've particularly said is obviously um, the family Nagi grew up in is, I'm not going to say poor. I Working feel that's class. a tad extreme. Yeah, Working like, class, know. yes. They run a restaurant out of the bottom floor of their it, house. Because yeah. as, as you house. do in these stories, clearly they're opposites. So Erica's family are rich hotel tycoons, whereas yes. Nagi's family run like some small restaurant, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's a small little diner thing in the ground floor of their house. So, And that's why they end up living together as well, because I'm just going to say Erica's dad. Yeah. In, if we say dad or mom, I think at this point, just assume we're talking about yeah. the ones they... dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the parents and biological parents is usually the, yeah. the way people yeah. go yes. about these things. So Erica's parents, being mega rich, are just like, yeah, well, just, you know, we've got five million houses. Just mm -hmm. take that one for a couple of weeks. Because another trope we get is the old rich people not understanding poor people with the whole that's a doorbell, and then it's like, oh, so, yeah, this is, uh, this is our home, grab yourself yeah. a seat, like, okay, where's, where's your actual home, though? And like, this is this is my home. Yeah, because the <laughs> this is the same size as my dog's house. Well, that, I was about to say, that's one of the jokes I actually really love, because then when Erica's showing Nagi her house, where she lives, with all her maids and butlers and chauffeurs and things, and she's like, and there's the dog house, and it's like, actually the size of Nagi's house. Yeah. It has multiple floors and everything. It's like, ah, okay. Damn, rich people are going to be rich. Yeah, this is uh, another series where, much like Hayati and others, where like the rich person has indeterminate amount of wealth, but needless to say, uh, Bezos money. Yes, mm. uh, uh, expendable income out of the wazoo, it seems. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. 
because there's one part where she just casually buys like one and a half million yens worth of clothes or something. I mean, that seems to be her go-to yeah. gift in that she'll buy clothes for people or just be like, yeah, you can keep those clothes. There you go. That's a that's actually a, a, a real rich person thing to do. I think as well, it's also that sort of ties into her whole Insta career in a way. Like, yeah, she is showing off all her cutesy clothes and things. So she is very much involved in the fashion sphere in a way. Yeah, she's very uh, concerned with aesthetics. Yes. Not in necessarily in a shallow way, but she obviously needs everything to look good all the time. And yeah, she's got like a million followers. And yeah. Well, they do try to like have a home several times to mix the fact of like, oh, no, the best photos that I take are the ones that you take, Nagi, because they're real. And by real, yes. we yeah. mean uh, one of them accidentally the photo button. Yeah. <laughs> Candid, yes. Yeah. But yeah, even though. They all look photoshopped to hell, and but they're real. I swear, like, that's silly. That's a that's another comment on parasocial relationships. We're not going to go into. Ah, uh, dear. I mean, to be fair, the series doesn't really. Outside of like the stalkers randomly showing up once or twice, the series doesn't really have an interest at this point in going into parasocial relationships. So. I'll save the effort. I don't think it ever will. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Oh well, no, it's going to focus on the harm, Phil. God, I've. Oh yeah, the harm. We haven't talked about this. <laughs> The additional. <laughs> now, I mean, we'll get to that one. I mean, for now, and I'm aware, having read some reviews of this series, that it doesn't last. But at least for the two <laughs> volumes we read, his now discovered not blood related sister <laughs> doesn't jump him <laughs> yet. <laughs> okay, she doesn't, but I feel like I know in it's coming. Two, I feel like in chapter <laughs> oh, yeah, two or something, there's literally like a credit page or like ending page rather where it's just like her looking for Lorna, a picture of the two, and then like, so he's not my blood brother, eh? It's like, <laughs> oh no. There is also a moment where he sees them sitting side by side and like, oh, they really do look similar. Like, no, 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 stop it. I mean, that's just because they're that, the same family. No, yeah, but like the framing of the shot is like, huh, I could have them both. Like, uh, <laughs> I, no, no, that's you. <laughs> I'm going with that one's you. I'm telling on myself here. Because <laughs> bear in mind, at this point, uh, our protagonist isn't really romantically interested in either. Like he, we will get to the who his romantic interest is, but uh, he's very much not not in. Like he's becoming friends slowly with Erica, and obviously has a brotherly sisterly relationship with Sachi. But uh, I, I never looked at that and thought, yes, I'll have them all. Okay, the reason why I think that is because I have been burned before. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, I accept that's where it'll go. But uh, <laughs> yeah. at like, this it's, point, it's Sachi is not trying to fuck him, and that's progress. <laughs> is it? Is it progress if you know it's going to be immediately undone? Who says I'm going to read anymore of this, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to live in blissful ignorance. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be immediately undone. I mean, it'll be undone, but it won't be immediately undone. I'd, I disagree, <laughs> honestly. Like, it, with these kinds of series have this trope where you think, okay, so it's fine, they've done this, and he's fucked his sister. God damn it! <laughs> it's like, as soon as you get, as soon as you get brought in by the, the full sense of security, sister fucking, every time. <laughs> I, I know it's coming, but again, oh, yeah, it's it is. not in the, you say, 
filth, absolute filth. <laughs> but at least it's not in these two. It's not in points. the first two, no. No. The the weirder thing with Sachi for me is more how her her parents, aka Nagi's parents, like the ones that he's lived with, are very much like, no, no, Sachi, you can't you can't go see Erica. It's like, but that's my sister. No, 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 no. You stay no, out of this. To be fair, they weren't saying she can't see Erica. They were saying she can't go butt into Erica and Nagi's blossoming affair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, come on, like <laughs> she's family too. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's just also it's just creepy as well. Like we've read, uh, I can't think of the names of them, but we've read other series where the parents just like. Those kids should get together, and it's it's always creepy. Have we read other series like that? Yeah, Kiss existed. It. Did, uh, yes. I, sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, those yeah. crazy <laughs> kids are gonna get together. Like, oh, God, stop being. No, gross. Kiss exists went a step further, where they're like, why yeah, aren't they fucking them? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, I've read that. Why aren't they fucking? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I feel that is. Uh, what What's the word? Bad. Not the best example, in a way, because that is that okay, is the yes. premise. That, that, yeah, okay, Kiss Exist is not a good example of anything, apart from <laughs> how you should not write a manga. Apart from sister, sister fucking, not, yep. not fucking, but mm, yeah, <laughs> debatable. An okay. example of how far, how close to the line can you get while still being publishable? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I disagree. I think it's not publishable but <laughs> but it clearly, but it clearly was. it was published yeah. so i guess i'm wrong but uh yeah we should probably now move on to the final character the actual main character in the love triangle not sachi the uh the one that nagi has actually got a big crush on and that is hero who i like because that's my type of character hero who is the number one student in school because as we find out, Nagi is always second, and he's constantly trying to become number one because apparently in the past, Hero said, "I won't go out with anyone who isn't smarter than me." So, okay, it, yeah. yeah, it was like, "What type of guy do you like?" It like, "Oh, well, I'd like someone smarter than me." It's like, "Well, that's yeah. my life goal." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much actually. Yeah, like he he's then devoted to literally every waking moment studying to try and become the top student because he's yeah. always second. Yes. As, as we learned about Hero, she's she's the number one at school, a little bit of a ditz, but also super popular, but also kind and also sociable and also athletic and also the class representative and also a shy maiden. Maybe maybe one too many things on this character. Maybe <laughs> maybe a bit, yeah. <laughs> They've just gone out of their way to try and make this character the perfect pursuit, as it were. Like, oh, she's perfect in every way, except she can't be with me. <laughs> like, I do like that because basically there's a whole scene where the three of them start like a little study group in the morning after Erica gets forced to go to their school instead of her one. Yeah, um, because yeah. of the Instagram picture. Because of the, the most forced of all the forced yes. bits of like, oh no, I, there's a random photo of me with a guy. That she uploaded. That she accidentally somehow uploaded. And then and, deleted, and then immediately deleted after. But deleted someone clearly saw her. it. Someone caught it. And then the original meeting when she was going to go see the principal about it, she instead did the world's worst doctor routine with Nagi in another yeah. completely yeah. forced chapter because we got to have her in a nurse outfit, of course. Oh, yeah, totally. And then Pure immediately expelled. Uh, 
Yeah, the part of that that gets me is, so she says, oh, I was supposed to have a meeting about it, but I couldn't go because I was taking care of you. Why couldn't you just ring up and say, sorry, something's come up. I can't make it today. Can we rearrange? Just, no, nah, that's it. You're expelled. Oh, okay. Apparently they're pretty strict over there at school. Insert school. Yeah, apparently, I mean, apparently they don't want Bezos' money, is what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. not, not, that, yeah, not that that should be the deciding factor, but... Um... I mean, famously, no, but... private schools, they, they expel their super rich students all the time. Exactly. Well, acting improperly. The, the famously. reason for the expulsion was it's an all-girls school and they take fraternization very seriously. A bit too seriously, I would argue. Yeah, yes. None of their Definitely fucking a bit business. Too and I appreciate this is a real thing that happens in the real world, but none of your fucking business. Like, it's very much the kind of thing I would expect from a nunnery. <laughs> You've sure, caught sure. in bed with a man? How scandalous. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, like That is literally the only kind of place I would expect that sort of attitude. In as, as I said, it's it's one of the... It's one of the least believable parts of this whole story because, you know, famously, rich prep schools, they, they expel their hyper-rich students when they act improperly. Famously. I mean, in the nicest way, I don't think it mattered because, as we find out, like a page later, her dad mm. is like, oh, that's fine, just go to Natty's school then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, we all knew that was coming, but it would have happened regardless. They just gone, ah, oh, we're just changing your school now. You're transferring to be close to Nagi. It's like, yeah, you could have just done that, I guess. just done it without the expulsion. <laughs> the unnecessary expulsion. Especially as, like, it's been made very apparent that this school is not going to be suitable for Erica. This is a prestigious prep-style school, hence why, you know, Hero and Nagi are not here. Yeah, Hero yes, and Nagi Hero. Hero are Nagi, the, yeah. uh, the top students are, like, here because they're actually really fucking smart, and then dumb-dumb. I mean, so, so fucking smart that we actually see Nagi's results once or twice, and it's like perfect scores apart from like one course where he's dropped two points out of a hundred. Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus, that's the that, level these two smart. are competing at. Yeah, to a frank, frankly, ridiculous degree. Yes, and I don't mind that it's frankly ridiculous because the whole point of these characters is that they're meant to be hyper competitive, and they get hyper competitive in everything they do. To the point where I'm actually very annoyed by it, but again, <laughs> small fish. Okay, okay. Why are you like, I? Because I think it's like because Hero essentially, for some reason, initially at the start has no idea who Nagi is, which seems a bit weird considering he's always number two. Mm -hmm. But um, then just seems to be happy to have a rival when she actually finally gets overtaken by him at one point. I mean, I kind of understand that dynamic in a way because it's sort of shown that at school Nagi's pretty much a loner. Like, he doesn't really have any friends. He eats lunch by on his own. So, yeah, the only thing he's got going for him is he's number two. But in the nicest way, he's, he's number two. Who, who cares? Yeah, when you're flying that high, everyone else looks like ants. Like, you, you, you know who's number one. You go, yeah, there's number one. Same person as usual. Who's no, number two? No, I, I appreciate the masses don't know who care who number two is. But generally speaking, when you're the world's top X, you probably know who your rivals and peers are. Maybe, but I think the way that Hero is shown, sort of, you very much get the impression of, why should I care? I'm very clearly number one. Like, it's established that in all the tests they've had before the series starts, which we're led to believe is a reasonable number. So, 
you know, the 11 previous tests they've had while they've been at school, she's been number one. Does she have any reason to even be concerned about number two at that point? No. I mean, all I'm saying is I was in the like top 10 of my school and I could tell you who the other top 10 were. And I'm pretty sure yeah. who whichever one was number one could have told you all the rest of them were. So, nah, I... like that's that's fairly common, I would say, to know that stuff. If you're mm. in that, you're like you generally know who your peers are. I mean, I generally know who's in my class. I think it's the important point because they are in the same class. Because she is also the class president of she's that also class. The class president. So, because yeah, of course like, she is. I so, mean, like, she, as she... I went through earlier, she's about twenty tropes stacked on each other. Archetypes. So it's like. Yeah, she probably would know who he is just because of that, if nothing else. Like, you know everyone in your class at the very least. And I mean, particularly in, like, Japan, where, like, your class is with you for every subject. Yeah. Not like, say, over here, where you might mix with other, what, what do we call generally them? Generally, like, it's, um, what you're generally, yeah, it's ability level that defines classes. Forms, yeah. Set, yeah. whatever. Set, yeah. And, but, you know, who's, that, that's mixed between, um, at my school, what we called form group, effectively. Yeah. Uh, so you you have like your what the Japanese call homeroom. You have that with your form group, and then you mix with others in your year to make up your ability sets for your different subjects. Yes. See, the reason why this character annoys me is not even the stacks upon stacks of tropes. It's the constant, like how literally everything is a competition. I do mean literally everything. And to his credit, our mate, our protagonist here, he he seems to thrive off it. And like he loves to enter into a competition and everything. But I can't help but think if I was in that situation and like literally everything was a competition, like, well, I can walk down the stairs faster than you. Like, okay. Like fucking I don't have energy for this. So some people are just like that, Mike. I know, I mean, but it annoys so the fuck out of me. I think the thing there is I don't think necessarily like the walking downstairs part in particular is I can walk down the stairs faster than you. The idea was they were competing over their academic ability because they were being like, well, I study this many hours a day. And I study this many hours a day. So, oh, well, I'll go home before you so I can study more. And That little bit was basically the equivalent of you going, well, I, I love person a million. Well, I love it a million plus one. And it's so on. Yeah, so basically. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> Annoying to oh, you. I'm, sure. I'm sorry, Mike. When when you're Some in the smart like selection of kids at school, I'll let you know. It'll be yeah. Well, when you're in the popular <laughs> and attractive ones, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. I, I, I do think the other thing as well is, as far as Nagi perceived it. So the whole point is, when they're having that little one-upmanship, I guess you would call it. Nagi's actually taken first place in a quiz finally in a test. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the whole point was he's he's taken first place. He calls her out to the school rooftop and is like, uh, let, let's go out, I like you. And she's like, nah, you've got to beat me ten more times because I've beaten you ten more times already. I mean, I but do clearly just love you're the not smarter than that me. of like, oh, you think that's enough, right? Like, once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's like, it, nah, one, one test isn't enough to prove you're smarter than me. You're hey, I've, I've played Dark Souls before. You only need to win once. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how many times you lose. No, no, what gets me with that whole stuff is then the second time, because he then wins a second time. It's like, whoa. Yes. I, I don't know why he, like, it's a slight, mildly annoying that he immediately declares he's going to start fighting her for the number one spot and then immediately wins the next two battles, but whatever. 
that's that's the shonen fan in me talking but either way he does that and then he goes well you've only beaten me once because the first one didn't count apparently i think it was like a different type of test no no it was because she doesn't count the first one because she had to do a memorial service yeah she missed a day of school she missed the test she didn't miss it she couldn't revise properly for it she she missed a day of school so she doesn't she didn't get all the material or something that, I mean, to be fair, as we do learn, the whole, like, you have to be smarter than me, like, or, or I, like a guy who's smarter than me, does tie into some It, it ties into her story, yeah. basically. So basically, eventually, she's like, no, we can't go together because I've got a fiancé. Yes. An arranged marriage. It's meant to be like a narrative Shot symmetry horror. type yeah. situation. Yes. So she's like, doesn't matter how much you want it, how much I want it. I've got a fiancé. Not allowed. See, to me, this just sounds like polyamory is an option here. Where you end up with, like, they can't four different girlfriend, girlfriend, I was about like... to say, this isn't girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, like, what, three, two, three or four couples at play here, potentially. Just <laughs> get them all together. Oh, there yeah, you I'm, go. Yeah, I agree polyamory is that, considering we also learned that Hero is a big fan of Erica's Instagram and everything. When they I mean, start hanging out. The, like, the only other thing I would say is Cook is in the title. <laughs> Cook is in the title. <laughs> I I almost made my Discord name a parody at like a... <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. Cook. At first I did think that's what that, you did. So I, I thought you were going and I was like, oh, there's yeah. an O on the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is possible that it's a play on words from the word cuckold, but that whatever. No, it's a play on the whole Cuckoo's Nest stuff, Mike. Yes, it yes. is. It is, I know. Okay, you knew that one. Thank God. I knew right. that one, yes. <laughs> do, do you want to tell for our listeners, just in case they don't know that one, Mike? Uh, no, you do it. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh no, I've been Uno reversed. <laughs> Cuckoo birds, basically, they lay their eggs in other birds' nests and get yep. those birds to essentially raise their offspring. Yeah, it, it's weirdly like parasitical, but the 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 mama birds in that situation it's don't very parasitical because the cuckoo then goes like oh man there's a there's another egg uh, and out the nest you go <laughs> yes so it's not a perfect analogy but yeah i i got that yeah it, it's not a completely random manga title which you know no <laughs> they do happen <laughs> I understand that there's meant to be that's meant to be like the core drama here. These the main protagonist and her, hero and heroine they are getting together very slowly. But he's also he also has feelings for this other girl who's confusingly also called Hero. And there's what do you mean also prob- was like Hero and then Hero, Hero of the story. He- oh, okay, it. yeah, right. You're <laughs> Sorry. Being dumb. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Sorry, Mike, the, the hero isn't the hit called hero in this one. You'll have to... Oh, no. I'll have to engage my third brain cell. <laughs> it's it's not any uh, fantasy and or isekai, I'm afraid, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I fully expect there to be like a, a fourth player or a fifth player to enter the game, maybe someone change. else. Yeah, yeah, fifth player to enter the game at some point <laughs> as well. I mean, mate... Maybe it's that random guy who appears in the final chapter we read who just tags along on this I was about to say, probably him, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, thinking it'll be a male character. Oh, I, I mean, I don't think it's him. I mean, 
If if you want a random fifth player, Mike, then there's that random spectacle kid who just shows up, says a few lines, and then buggers off. Every now and again. Actually, can I, can I, I just say, I, I kind of love those guys in a way. <laughs> like the complete background characters, they don't they don't don't get names, but they kind of come up and interact with Nagi because they're like, ah, uh, you're challenging the goddess of victory, are you? And you find out they've got bets on who's going to take first place, and you're mm-hmm. like, ah, that's a bit. In fact, even Nagi's like, that's a bit shady isn't it gambling and then you find out they've been gambling with pencil lead (laughs) for their for their mechanical pencils like you know what actually that's that's kind of adorable in a way i just like (laughs) how considering so many series are like oh my god everyone in the class fawns over this person like they're an idol how dare you sully our like no everyone in this class seems like more like oh man this is the hot new drama this is the hot new goss now what's gonna happen oh rather than how dare you? <laughs> Especially because basically when we're introduced to Hero, the introduction is sort of like at the um, entrance way to the school, the entrance school. Yes. And Nagi sees Hero and basically calls her out. It's like, I'm going to fucking destroy you on the test. <laughs> and everyone's just like watching. It's like, oh. So it, it, it is the hot goss of the school. I And I the just wish this school. was the, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a prep school. The tests are the thing. <laughs> They're all nerds, Mike. Oh, <laughs> They're all my people. <laughs> nerd alert. I I mean, I I like the Nagi X hero relationship. I wish that was the story, even though I know it it won't be because she's not the main heroine. So. Oh yeah, like there is no doubt in my mind that he's going to end up with with uh, Erica. With er- Erica, yeah. Yeah, there's just no two ways about it. Oh, you, you don't think it's going to be the sister route, Mike? <laughs> no, I reckon it. She'll be there. <laughs> she will be there. <laughs> I that, mean, she's happily, is... one way or another. Regardless. I mean, unless we suddenly turn into a very tragic rom com. Ah, no. My Which, point uh, is, like, with, with every sister character in these situations, bar a few exceptions, they did the sister will be there. And she'll be a player, except in no way is she. Just, just wait ever till we do our now. Just, just wait. <laughs> Can we not ever? With bated oh, breath, I wait. To fire Sean. <laughs> I watched it once. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Remember when we were going to watch like the next season or something, and we just didn't. I mean, we said that for Sword Art, and then we didn't. Oh, was that Sword Art? It might well have been Oriental as well. I can't remember. I think I watched the spin-off just because it was all focused on the secondary girl, who, as anyone who knows Oriemo knows, is the best girl. So I don't understand these references. Oriemo was one of the big originators of the. Oriemo was the originator. Okay, I don't no, know it if it was, the, was. It was the popularizer. It was definitely the big one. In the same way, Sword Art Online isn't the originator of Isekai, but it was yeah. the catalyst. Oriemo yeah. was the catalyst of sister fucking. Yeah, sounds awful. Let's read yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> how have you not said it before? Like, that's actually surprising. I don't might. go out of, of my way and hear me out. I don't go <laughs> out of my way to search out sister fucking. But it was like a big thing for a while. Also, it it's my he's probably watched an anime in this past decade. <laughs> I watched yeah, an anime once. <laughs> <laughs> which you watched three episodes of. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, I'm not surprised Mike has not seen or heard of this. <laughs> I mean, either, either way, the only hope I have for Erica not being the, the one that Nagi shacks up with is her very, very occasionally referenced backstory of, like, I became an Instagram celeb to 
try and find some random person from her childhood, which I think gets brought up like literally once or twice. Well, it gets brought up in like the first couple of for her, basically why she's saying, no, I can't get married. And then it's brought up at the end of the last chapter we read, where it's like, oh, you want to know why I'm this way? And then it's just like, fuck you, read next chapter. Whereas Heroes, the reason it... I never... Because she says fiancé and then reveals later on that's not necessarily the reason. I assume it's because she's a shrine maiden, so she can't... It, no, it's, it's both, is the point. She belongs to a shrine family, and she is engaged to someone, effectively bringing in a male... Uh, right. Okay. I didn't know if there was like because it's Japan, so I can entirely believe there was something about like, oh no, shrine maidens have to remain pure and virtue, virtuous. No, I think it's to do with it'll be due to do with like uh, roles within a shrine. Basically, okay. Like, you, you can't have a lady be a priest, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm the, I just her story that's entirely correct because they talk about it a few times. The story just seems to get a little at this point, muddied at times, because she clearly also doesn't want, like, she's at one point, I think there's literally a, a pretty good chapter end scene where they're in the rain, and she's like, man, I wish someone can save me from this. Yeah, so that that's basically... So, at first she's like, no, no, we can't go out. And Mike's like, no, nah, we should absolutely go out. I'll win as many tests as I can to prove it. And then you get this chapter in the rain where she's like, no, no, it's not that I don't want to go out. I'm saying, we can't, I've got a fiancé. And then she's like, as you say, they're in the rain, it's really dramatic and she's like, my, my fate is sealed, so prove me that you can change fate. Ah. I think it's more a symptom of the fact that this woman has a million <laughs> tropes stacked on yes. top of each other. I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Throw a dart at a dartboard, that's a, that one is the problem. <laughs> I mean, I would argue a lot of them are just sort of very throwaway tropes and like as, as say like we know she's really good at studying, and she's a bit competitive. But then yeah. the other stuff is just a bit. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but then the whole point is like you have this little scene where they're studying in the library, and Eric is trying to like get them together, and it's like, oh, but Nagi's great. He can he can cook, and she's like, yeah, but I can make like French cuisine. And it's like, oh, he's really athletic. It's like I've got a black belt in karate. It's like, oh, well, shit, I guess. No, I think it's like she says, oh, no, yeah, she, he, he was knocking out guys left and right. And like, I'm a like, black belt third down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like literally every good point uh, Eric could think of Nagi here is like, yeah, but I'm better because I can do this, that, the other. It's like, yeah, it, it is a little over the top in a way, but it's also done in a very throwaway manner. The only one that ever really comes up is her academic ability. And her seals. Uh, uh, oh, which and I the didn't seals. know was a thing, but apparently, yeah, you can get collect shrine seals, and she has collected loads of shrine seals. Like 140 <laughs> or something. Yeah, well, it's like how some people collect stamps. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. No, I suppose that's sort of the equivalent in a way. I'm not saying you can't do it, that's fine. No. It's just another competitive thing. That oh, apparently added. they have different rarities as well. Yes. Like, all right. I mean, yes, because there's some of them you can only get. Like, Christmas stamps here are rarer than Yes. Standard stamp. Yeah, I guess. And some of them have seven different colours of ink. <laughs> That's good, probably. <laughs> Makes it super rare, don't you know, if it's a rainbow mic. It's an, it's an SSR. 
I bring that up mainly because it just has come up more than once or twice. Because when they do a school yeah. trip, then there's like, oh man, yeah, and we can go like here and hang out, and we're like, yeah, we're going, we're going to get all the seals in that area, right? Like, what? I mean, why else would we go? <laughs> it's like, okay, dear, <laughs> chill your role for one. This well, is <laughs> to give them something to bond over beside. Yes, academics. Yes. I, I, I wish that's what the series is, but I know it won't be. It'll be Erica. Uh... It's, it's not just that it's going to be Erica. It's the fact right. that this thing seems to be desperate to just barrel through with every single trope that forces them to be in the same situation. And you just, you just don't need at least half of them. You just don't need it at all. You have to stay together for two weeks because we say so. Okay, now that you go home. Oh, a pipe burst, so you have nowhere to stay, so you've got to stay there even longer. Okay. And she's conveniently decided she's going to stay there to become more independent. Yeah, and then there's a scene where, for some reason, he's home alone. So he's like, I'm going to walk around the house naked because I can. Why? Why does he do that? Especially because it makes no sense for his personality that we've seen up to that point. I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like that's something you need to. No, to um... You know what, Phil? Here we go. Here's a revealing question. Then, have you ever walked around here naked? Because I sure as shit haven't. Have I ever walked around here naked? Uh, if I have, it would only have been like I've been in the shower and I've just been like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just get dressed in my room. But I would only do that if I know you're not here. Very specific. The, the walking around naked part is not even my issue with this because yeah, some people just like walking, being naked in their own no, house. That's I get fine. It. Some people do it. I just nothing about this. Nothing about Nagi made me think that was what he would do. Well, that's that's the thing. I don't think that's something you have to foreshadow. Really, it's just well, my, some my people issue, like to walk around naked. My issue right. is not that. My issue is that it's just another example of them forcing through this trope. He's walking around naked. Oh god! Erica showed up and brought Hero with her! Ah! Now I've got to run around the house naked and hide in places? I... Oh, fuck, why? Yeah, I Just... think that's the big thing for me. It's like, alright, he wants to walk around the house naked? Sure, whatever. But it's also, he doesn't live there alone. She might be out now, but damn boy. Big house, she might just be in a different room of the house. It's like, uh, and then when, as soon as he realizes they're showing up, he doesn't immediately run for his bedroom where he's got clothes. No, no, he hides behind the kitchen counter. I think he's hiding because he's also trying to gather, like he's trying to make sure there's no evidence that someone else lives there. Yeah. So he's yeah, gathering but... his stuff rather than immediately fleeing to his room. Yes, which again is also silly, but whatever. I mean, the thing is, I don't think it would matter. To, I mean, I don't think it would matter if, if Hero discovered, like, for some reason he has this massive complex of I can't let Hero discover how close we are or that, we're that, there, yeah, or that we live together. It's, it doesn't want anyone to know they live together or that they're engaged. Which would never come out unless either of them said it. I mean, to be fair, that is one of the few things I did like about that because they go like, there's a bit where Erica first, after she transfers in, like, to Nagi, like, no one can find out and then they don't immediately do what a trophy series would do, which is they would get out immediately in the next chapter. No, they just they just don't mention it. Like it doesn't come up in conversation. Yeah. For some reason the next chapter then just goes on to a bit where Nagi's like, Oh my god, I can't let Erica and Hero be friends for some reason. 
to be fair, I might be misremembering, but in that conversation, doesn't Erica also just go like, yeah, why would I tell anyone? Yeah. But the point is, like, it doesn't immediately go like so many series would do, where it's suddenly yes. all around the school in the next chapter. <laughs> I think the idea behind him not wanting them to be friends is he feels he gets it into his head that if they become friends for some reason, she will. For some reason, she will say the thing she has literally just told him she will yes. never tell anyone. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, now that would be FFs. Did you know I'm engaged to Nagi? <laughs> it's like, uh, all right. It's dumb. Yes, it, it can be dumb. Yes, I, mm, I, you say can be. I, I feel I don't like think every <laughs> moment of this is dumb. I feel uh, like, given the choice, if every situation they could be like, shall we do the smart thing or the big dumb dumb move, and then they go, what is a smart thing? Can I eat it and throw it away <laughs> and do the dumb dumb move? <laughs> they do it a lot. Like, there's no reason for a lot of the weird, silly things they do. And if you say it's for comedic factor, it's also not funny. So... Uh, I don't laugh why? at the tropes. I do find some... Like, I like the I find the competitive dynamic funny and entertaining. Like, I like the fact that he just punches out the stalkery people. There are comedic moments in this. Sure. I, I wouldn't I say. I didn't read this and roll my eyes at the comedy. I rolled my eyes at the tropes. I didn't sit here and think this is the least funny thing I've ever seen. Because like, there's actually one part where the the section we were just talking about, where he's running around the house naked. Like she, uh, Erica realizes that he's there, like and naked, pretty quickly, and then she's trying to kind of hide it from uh, from Hero. And there's the moment where she's like talking and like nervously responding trying to hide the fact that this dude lives with her and that part is actually kind of funny because of like these facial expressions she pulls along with like the distorted speech bubble she's like yeah i live here alone and it's it's funny because it's relatable to that situation like if you've ever had to quickly cover for someone in you something you're even, like uh, you know yeah. showing someone around your house while the person <laughs> living with is running around naked Happens all the time. It's totally relatable. Like, you know, just a regular Tuesday. I meant the whole covering for a friend bit, because at that point, yes. they're very clearly friends. They've gotten over the whole, oh, I hate you on principle thing. The whole weird, I, I know how we'll get around this situation. We just won't interact with each other for two weeks in a house. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. And then do a terrible job of doing that, because you can do that to a sensible degree. Like, you can say, let's not interact and still say, like, hi in the morning, or... Yeah. Just I mean, you can, them. but also, like, you could also not. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they make out, like, oh, man, it's really difficult for us to avoid each other for these two weeks. Like, it's really not. I mean, fairness, it is when one of them screams in the shower, and then yeah, the yes, other one goes in to wrong. help them, and then also screams in the shower, so the first character then goes, ah, fuck it, and just throws away the lizard. <laughs> the <laughs> like, fuck what? was the point of that scene? <laughs> Oh, fan draw service. her in a bath towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah fan, service. fan service. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it's fan service. It's 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 also just weird because it, it seems to go against both characters' personalities at that point. Like Nagi, who has not been presented as like a squeamish person, is suddenly like, oh no, not a lizard. Even though I've assumed he'd have seen that kind of stuff from where he grew up. And then... It's because he's a control freak, and maybe and they move erratically. I <laughs> so like, that, 
That was pretty. That's the reason they gave. Pretty. And much. then Erica just one eighties being like, "Oh well, if you're gonna scream, I'll just use it." Then it's like, "Why did you yeah. not do that?" To I like start the reasoning though. It's like, yeah, of the two of us, I was the one who was gonna deal with this. It seemed like, and it's like, yeah, yeah. But then why scream in the first place? And then be surprised that the guy came to help. Oh no, that one was annoying. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, what are you doing in the shower? It's like, you literally screamed. Why wouldn't he be rushing to the shower to make sure you're all right? Why would he uh, just run in, though? Because she... why wouldn't he shout from outside? I mean, in the nicest way, like if you scre- if I, you'd screened while I was still living with you, I'd have probably gone into your whatever room you were in, unless it was locked. In which case, obviously, I, I mean, wouldn't. yeah. I think the thing is, two things in a way. I suppose when it's the bathroom, obviously, you might have just that little pause, like, hang on, they might be undressed. So rather than just immediately rushing in, we would be mm-hmm. like, okay. Just knock like hey you all right what's going on I heard you scream kind of whereas if it was any other room you might just rush in because yeah I if someone screams in the kitchen i'm not going to be like and i come into the kitchen <laughs> i'm just going to be like what the fuck have you burnt or caught or something? yeah what have you lopped but, off yourself yeah and i think the other thing is and i could be making a massive assumption here i'm assuming those style of bathrooms in Japan don't lock. I assume the same because of the amount of times this trope because has come like, up. Like the normally sliding doors and you mm-hmm. know tend to see locks on them. Maybe they it's, do. I don't know. This this trope has come up so much. This I have is a to girl believe... who can't figure out doorbells, so maybe maybe a lock's a bit much for her. <laughs> yeah, there was that moment. That yes. did happen. I'm rich, therefore poor people things make no sense to me. Wait, this isn't just like a TV thing. It's this is how you really live. It's like I, you can't no, can't be that dumb. <laughs> Sheltered is the word. Sheltered, sure. No, I. Th- I get that... the impression that she had still interacted with it. Like it's not like Nagi and Hayate, who has clearly never left and gone into the real world. I got the impression. I mean, Erica... to be fair, no, in Hayate, Nagi is very much portrayed as the um, extreme end of that. Like. Yeah, she is the rich Ojo Sam. She is like, but that's the I, point. Um, I never got Erica was at quite that level of extreme. Yeah, especially because mere moments later she explains how the house looks like something she's seen on TV. Yeah, which means uh, that, she understands the concept of a doorbell from TV. Well, I think the thing is, she was saying that, and she's like, "But that's TV. It's all fiction, surely." It's like, no. <laughs> TV is based on that because that's how people live. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the times when the manga says one thing and or means one thing and tropes. says another. It's yes, got to do those tropes. Yeah, even at the expense of logic or the story, gotta gotta do tropes. Yes, very much at the expense of the story, <laughs> of which there was one. I mean, you're about to argue this, surely. At the very least, you appreciate there are some plot beats in this with like learning about Hero's backstory, for example. Yes, I will admit on this occasion, as much okay. as I'd love to be Phew. furious at this thing, <laughs> stuff does happen, and there is a plot, and there is progression. All of my usual things I complain about are not relevant here because this one is actually, despite the tropes, is written somewhat competently. And it pains me to say it because, God, I love being angry at that. But <laughs> on this occasion, it gets a pass. There you go. This is one of the 10%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ah, uh, dear. I mean, I tell you what, the probably the best element I think though is is uh, the art's actually pretty. Yeah, the art, especially good. backgrounds and set, like. There's a lot of settings that take place, which from the school to the obviously the uh, the restaurant where Hero lives to nope where Nagi lives mm-hmm. to the shrine where Hero lives to the rich estate where Erica lives and the school obviously as well. And then they go out in a later chapter, so they're like at the seaside and like some other places. There's a lot of different settings and backgrounds going on, and they all look pretty, pretty good. I think the big one for me is facial expressions. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. I think the facial expressions are great in this. Like they, they always seem to convey quite well how a person is feeling in the moment, at the very least. I think they're good for the main, but there are a few weird close-ups where they're yeah, a bit they're, like they're definitely very exaggerated. Right. Yeah, yeah, you do occasionally get like sort of these one-off gag panels where you get really ridiculous expression. Like yeah. drawing a bit of a more comedy style, I guess is the way of putting it. Like not the not quite the usual style. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I actually do really like all the facial expressions we're given. And the characters look unique because of them. Like there's none of that classic face blindness in it. Even the characters that look similar, you don't think are the same character. Yeah, I think it managed to just about avoid that. Like I think Sachi and Erica look similar, but again, that sort of comes back to the point that well, they're sisters. Of course, they're going to look similar. And you have a yeah. similar sort of thing with Nagi and his biological dad. They look very similar, though. You do obviously have a few details on the dad to show. Oh, he's very clearly older. For the most part, they look pretty yeah. similar. They look similar, but you can always tell them apart, was my point. They don't, nothing blurs into one here. Every character is distinct. And I think that goes a lot for the facial expressions and just the face builds of characters. I think part of it as well, though, is the only reason they don't tend to blend into each other is because usually at least one of the pairings that looks similar is just basically never given any screen time in what we've read. Like, Sachi is barely present, apart from, like, one chapter. Nagi's biological dad is in, like, three panels. I don't know. Oh, we've made the joke before of, like, oof, showing parents how lewd. This time we get two sets of parents. Oh. I mean, you get three. I don't know if we see Nagi's real mother much. Uh, You might see her in the first first chapter, but otherwise. This is the lewdest thing we've ever read. They're showing so many parents. Well, the thing, yeah, you don't you don't see Nagi's biological parent that much. No, you see the parents he grew up with, Erica's biological parents. You see them quite a bit. Again, sort of backgroundish, but they are there. I mean, they have. There's a chapter basically dedicated to Erica wants to. Erica wants to meet up with them. Actually, that is one of the things of Nagi's character that we didn't like. He's very good at bridging the gap. Like he does it several times throughout this, where he helps. The two yeah. families bridge the gap, so to speak. Both Erica with her biological parents, and then Erica and Sachi in a later chapter. See, mm. I don't, I don't like this. Oh, it's it's not for the reason you think I'm going to dislike it. They must remain separate and pure. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. <laughs> it's the fact that everyone seems to get incompetent around Nagi. It's never that he's good at. For me, I don't think it's ever that he's good at bridging gaps it's that as soon as people go near him and together they're completely incapable of interacting with each other 
He's the only one capable of doing it. There's a scene where they cook together. That's uh, the sister, Erica, and Nagi. All of them three cook together as like a bonding experience. And even though these characters have not displayed any of these traits before this, they're all klutzy and uh, incompetent. They don't have uh, to work shit. I'm going to uh, disagree with this here because on the one hand, it's clearly displayed that they're awkward around each other, which kind of makes sense considering their family histories that are now being unfolding. Also, in that specific scene, Erica has clearly been shown to have most of this, this usually done by servants, so has no idea what she's doing, while Sachi is trying to operate ultra-rich people equipment that doesn't exist in her house, so has no but, idea what she's doing. I kind of agree. I like Erica, I think, is understandable. She's quite literally never been in the kitchen in her life. So, I do think, you know, most people probably have the common sense to not flail a knife around, but also, I... I know people, I've met people, people do that. Whereas Erica's like, I can't turn off the tap. It's like, eh. My issue is that these characters, until this point, have not been portrayed as dumb. And they become incompetent around this guy, around each other. They just, they just become non-functional people. And that, I think, is a shortcut in a way to try and make Nagi well, look like yeah. the great bridger between people. But I get the reality saying, is, everyone just gets worse. Like, I think that I think the biggest example is when Erica's trying to meet, uh, trying to get to know her biological parent, where she goes to the restaurant and she just basically doesn't really talk much. Yeah, and it's like, but she's shown as this bubbly, outgoing, social sort of person. She's not just going to suddenly clamp up and barely talk. Or anything. Like, even even if you're really nervous, you probably going to get a few more words out than that yeah it's the fact that she's just like emotionally shuts down in that scene and we've seen zero evidence of her doing that before and it's it's difficult because it's not like she hasn't met them before this isn't her first time meeting it's but by the same ticket you can't say how do people react to these situations emotionally what's right and wrong so it's a difficult one but it, it never feels consistent with a character like that and yeah it's it's yet another example of this being everything feeling a bit forced. Like she has to feel this way in this scene because we need it to come to a certain conclusion. We need that emotional. You, you need to elation. have Maggie stepping in and being like, no, "Yeah, no, no. everyone needs to fix really it." Great. You need to, yeah, yeah. It's it's just makes it less believable and takes away from the actual somewhat decent storytelling at certain points. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough one, because it's not that... It's not like it ruins it at all. It's just one thing which can seem very positive on its surface, if you think about it just a little bit, it's, it's a very cheap thing that they've done, and that itself is a little bit... You know, insulting is a bit of a strong word, but... Like, as a reader, once you realise they're doing it, you're like, oh, I've been tricked. <laughs> I think one of the big things for me is it's not quite as bad as, say, girlfriend, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the time, a lot of people are shouting at each other. Yes. Like, not necessarily in an aggressive way, but they're being very loud, loud and, and bombastic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you as I say, it's not like girlfriend girlfriend where it literally felt like that all the time you do it get, was like that all the time but in this you do get pages where 
everyone's sort of chill, but then it's very much like, no, no, now we've got to have a page of shouting at each other. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily even in an angry way when I say shouting, just like a... Yeah, energetic just, way. Yes, energetic, thank you. That's that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, like... I can, a, I can sort of see where you're coming from, but I didn't... Like, I didn't know that as a... Bit. I, like, thinking about it, I can see where you're coming from, but I can't see. I thought that they were all always shouting or high tempo. I think high, yeah, high tempo might be the better way of putting it. Energetic, sort of. Uh, maybe, maybe it just comes down to the fact that the facial expressions of people are exaggerated a bit. It sort of puts that bit of emphasis behind it. See, I put that down to this thing needs to do all of the tropes it possibly can, and randomly shouting mid-sentence is one of the bigger ones. So they could not do it. It's very, it's kind of sad that over the course of doing this show for like on, going on three years now, I've become quite dead to these sorts of tropes. <laughs> like, I just sort of like expect it at this point. I mean, reasonable. I mean, Phil does read the same that... series, but with different names. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I mean, you're right. <laughs> just because you're right doesn't mean you need to say it. <laughs> I mean, more noticeable with the isekai side of things, but definitely, yeah, with the wrong I mean, that you do spot. In, in a nice way, like, it's nothing necessarily wrong with using true. No, generally not. They are very much a crutch. Yes. If you use tropes to progress your story, that's all right. If you use tropes because you've got to have the. God, well, they've got to go to the same school. I mean, what kind of rom-com is it if they don't? Then, okay. It's like when I, when I first started out my YouTube career, as it were, You're and what? my content creation career. I was going to say, what? <laughs> YouTube? Yeah. You. Oh, I did YouTube years ago. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I saw at the time that that guy with the glasses.com, if you remember that whole thing, like there was the internet reviewer craze for a little while. And they, they had ongoing gags a lot of the time. Ongoing cutaway gags. Oh, that's brilliant. That's hilarious. I'm going to do that. And then I put them in every single video. I was like, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> and that's how I get with a lot of tropes. It's like, oh, we're doing this again, are we? Cool. I guess that's a joke. And it's just, it, it, you get dead to it eventually because it's like, cool, that's there. I knew it would be. I agree. Bit, bits have a lifespan. For example, go back to whichever episode it was where I drove the thing into the ground that you watched. Uh, that. Harris. Oh, I know what it is. It's... I'm seeing if you remember. Fuck. Come on, bro. I can picture. Icky Tozen. Yeah, it's Icky Tozen, yeah. And I drove that. Also known as Battle Vixens, I'll have you know. Uh, yeah, sure. That's what you were saying. Okay. Okay. But, but for real, how many Quincy's are there, though? <laughs> There's one Quincy. <laughs> I, the, I mean, the, and the, there is one infamous bit among us, but I cut it from every episode because that's how much I hate it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you'll never know how far Dante's run. You'll never <laughs> find out. <laughs> I'm sorry, a complete tangent, but I've, as soon as I saw Mike was streaming Devil May Cry, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, is anyone else got anything to say about the, the couple of cuckoos? Because I feel oh, like I've now gone through everything I wanted to say. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to be down on this, even though you're also begrudgingly me. Yeah, it's not that bad in these I, areas. We hear what we want to hear, is all I'm saying. <laughs> like when we started the episode, it might have been just before we hit record. Like, 
he seemed really negative of this, like really <laughs> negative. And this is just being largely a, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys hear what you want to hear. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you're saying that meat isn't an ingredient. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> oh, yeah, dear. Uh, that's a bit that we can never drive into the ground. Because... You, need, you need to be more specific than All that. <laughs> like, like dumbest moment, arguably. The point, the point is, Mike clearly knows what he's saying. I, I will... be like, the best bit oh. is, Mike still defends, as he is now doing, still defends that <laughs> like he was right. You need to be more specific because meat is 50% of all food. No, it's That's not. not. No, it's what? Not. not a restriction. <laughs> it's like two ingredients, meat or not meat. You can't... <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 that's it. For no, that. Those no, are the two no. ingredients, meat and not meat. Mike, this is the same logic everything has a... 50% chance of happening. Either it happens or it doesn't. That's what you're saying right now. Well, on that note, oh god, let's, uh, in that case, then let's wind it all down by asking our usual trifecta of questions. For me and Mike, would we read more, buy more, or watch the anime? And in Phil's case, would he buy it, watch it, or recommend it? Um, you know, I'm going to save the suspense of Mike till last, I think. So, whoa, whoa. uh, I'll go first. So as, as I've alluded to earlier in the episode, and as if you've been listening for a while now, you'll have known the arc of my time on this podcast is when did I like rom-com so much? I didn't, wasn't aware of this bit about myself after <laughs> being big fan of stuff like Girlfriend, Girlfriend, um, Tombo Chan, which we did, uh, fairly recently. So, did this one win me over as well? Hey! It's nice enough. It has, as has been repeatedly pointed out by us, uh, loads of forced tropey moments that it really doesn't need and scenarios that attract from it. I really didn't need a chapter of the guy running around the house naked. And that kind of also leads into like the naggy ex Erica stuff because that feels very super played out. And I get that's just how the rom com genre is. It's the lead characters. Of course, they're going to get together. But all of their stuff kind of feels played out in the genre as a whole whereas the stuff i'm interested in is all the more naggy x hero stuff which feels like at least in this part of the story that's where the plot is that's where the meat is of like can hero get over her familial slash shrine maiden stuff that's getting in the way of her life as it were that to me is where the story is interesting i also praise it because it's resisted having sit sachi get involved into the uh, the harem just yet but i'm well aware from reviews that that doesn't last so for now i'm going to be blissfully otherwhere and say it's great that sachi doesn't want to fuck her brother but it's coming yeah and in terms of art yeah as i say i had a little more reservations on the character art than these two but otherwise the art's pretty dang good i especially praise its use of settings and backgrounds which kind of means so overall because i don't immediately click with the protagonists as i have done in other series rom-coms that we've done it's not a level where i would go out and buy it Again, not that you can, because it's digital only from Kodansha. I think it's above average, just not at the level where I would seek it out. So I wouldn't buy it, I wouldn't read more, I wouldn't watch the anime. But I also wouldn't be like, oh no, if someone was like, oh, I'm interested, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go check it out. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to people if they were like, I want to read more, a couple of cuckoos and all that. One thing I will say, though, is um, at the end of, I think, the last episode we did, uh, Phil said, oh, this is the next, this is the big thing. Now I've looked over the stats, it's 
It's not. It's already full lane. Its popularity is abysmal on when you look on Mal and the other big indexes. It had strong debut with Volume 1 um, selling out for a bit, but it has not done anything of note since then. And considering we're already several years in, the anime's already been and gone and didn't give it a big popularity boost. Yeah, and you can't buy this physically, although, again, that's more Kodansha than anything else. This is not... This is this big time, this ain't. It is, uh, especially considering it serializes in the same magazine as Rent-A-Girlfriend, which has the rom-com genre on lock, even though it's utter shit. I do want to point out... Okay. I think I said harem rom-com specifically. I mean, you saying that Rent-A-Girlfriend isn't a harem rom-com? I am, in fact, saying that, yes. I mean, admittedly, you are the expert of Rent-A-Girlfriend, having read several hundred chapters. So, okay. <laughs> I think there's a bit of a difference here, in a way. Okay. Because Rent-A-Girlfriend is very clear in that he only cares about... I can't think of a name. Chizuru, is it? Who cares? <laughs> Don't look at me for support here. Uh, he <laughs> I cares about the female that series lead. from my memory. Like, he only cares about the female lead. Other female characters might be interested in him, but there is no universe in which that's happening. It's not a, oh, who's he going to end up with kind of thing, like what you would normally associate with your, air quote, traditional harem rom-coms, where it's like, oh, there's all these love interests. Who's he going to end up with? Does anyone really go in a harem rom-com? Who's he going to end up with? 99% of the time, it's the lead female. Yes. It is phenomenally rare that it's not. (laughs) The difference is if you look at, say, like, you have like quintessential quintuplets, and we we never learn, I think it was. Yeah, that's that's doing numbers in jump at the moment. I think. It's finished. Okay, was doing numbers in jump then. (laughs) It's been finished for a while. Yes. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I would say that's def- that was definitely way up in the popularity in comparison to this. Finished, to be clear. Okay. Like, they, they have several female characters, which all clearly interest in the male lead, and at no point do you ever get a clear well, this person's clearly going to win, or this person's going to win. You normally have, like, well, it could it could potentially be anyone. There might be someone you think, well, they're out in front at the moment, but it could all change. Whereas Rent a Girlfriend, no, it's the female lead or nothing. I, I do not see. I would be shocked if the ending wasn't either they end up together, which is almost certain, or they just don't. And that's it. Sure, but I'd be shocked if the ending of this wasn't, and it's him and Erica, the end. And again, as I mentioned, Maybe. like. You look at the, like, on Mal especially, this isn't even in the top 10,000 on Mal. That is how poorly received it is. So, for this is post-anime. No, this is all manga. It's not in the top 10,000 manga. That is abysmal. Like, to get an average score of, like, under 7 on Mal is abysmal, considering how their review scores are weighted. You know, I'm starting to think there's too many manga. I mean, yes. There, there, there is an infinity of manga. There's too many. Bad news, Mike. We're never going to finish them all. Collectively, we can we can stop now. <laughs> like, there's enough. Uh, no, there will there will never be enough. But there, there you go. There's there's my opinion. I'm 
I personally think it is like underrated on mouth for what it is. I don't think it's terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's all right. And if people want to check it out, by all means, but I don't. Just big time missing, and it's not for me. I'm not going to check out more of it. But uh, Phil, I've, I've said my piece. So now would you would you purchase this? Not that you can physically at the moment, but I guess if you wanted to buy digital copies from Kadansha, or you could uh, wait for them to license it out, I guess. Or have you, or will you watch the anime? And would you recommend this? And obviously, if there's anything else you want to rebuttal about my this ain't big time argument, go for it. Um, I would not purchase this. Like, I think it's fine. It is a perfectly serviceable harmy rom-commy series. I would not say it's the best one out there by any stretch. That so, if I was looking to buy something like this, the Herald, I would purchase beforehand. Which not super surprising in a way. I mean, like, there's uh, Tomo Chan from a couple of weeks back. I would sooner buy that before this. I have. No, I suppose that's not a harm, is it? Yeah. But yeah, there's there's other rom commy series that I would rather get first. I don't feel particularly compelled to watch this. The, the anime might be fine. I don't know. I've not really heard anything about it. But also, I don't think it necessarily benefits much from being animated. I don't think there'd be much there that makes me think, yes, I'm glad this was animated, but I also feel that way about a lot of series because most series aren't super dynamic in a way. So, no, not too bothered about watching. Would I recommend it? Yeah. If someone's like, I want a harem rom com series, yeah, you, you, you could do worse. You could do better. But it's fine. Good. There's uh, ever one unifying statement about all manga. You could do better. You can do worse. <laughs> you could always do worse. Yes. But uh, anyway, Mike, I, I saved you to last. Would yeah. you, back to a couple of cuckoos, would you read more? Would you buy it? Would you watch the anime? Now, I'm going to say the one unifying feeling I had throughout reading the entirety of this. This thing was actually not that bad. It was, it was fine. It was, honestly, I, there's, there's not a, a ton to get mad at in this. I thought it was okay. I mean, that being said, I'm not going to be reading, buying, or watching it. Because it was just okay. But it wasn't, like, insultingly bad. Like, if you were pitching the, would you recommend it to me? I'd be like, yeah. Sure. If you're into that kind of thing, go for it. Because it's fine. It's just fine. It's a little... Oh, it's very tropey. A little predictable. But it's okay. Like, I, it didn't hurt to read it. Which is godsend, considering how many fucking rom-coms we've reviewed. It's like, oh, that, that part hurt the most. The fact that it's another one. <laughs> like, fucking kill me but besides that taking that out of the equation this one is okay you guys are saying i was being quite negative to it i literally discussed everything i found wrong with it and 
that was it. Uh, hold on. No, what we said was that before the show began, you were implying that you were going to absolutely tear it apart. And then the show yeah. happened and you didn't. And me and Phil both went. So clearly you don't hate it then. And then you were like, oh, no, we'll wait until my final opinion. I think very specifically even brought up the part where surely you couldn't say nothing happens in this. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't hate this. I don't. I think it's fine. I think I could read more of it. I just don't particularly want to. And that's pretty much my 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 going theory there, my my final thought. If I had to read it, I could without much complaint. But this does not turn me into a rom-com fan. I'm not sure if anything ever will, but this ain't it. Other than that, you do you on you go. <laughs> it's a very tepid response from me. <laughs> now, you say that, but I feel, therefore, th is this, like, one of the very rare times where we're all pretty much unified in, like, it's okay, but we wouldn't, like, race This is it, probably the most positive I've been about a rom-com on this show. Because it's the most positive you've been. I'm not out there buying it like I have been for, like, so many before. So, and even Phil's like, yeah, it's, it's fine, but I'm not going to buy it or watch it, so. I feel that's a pretty standard response. I I don't know. I've seen you. So <laughs> I I feel we're unified. I feel this is this is a unified. It's a six out of ten. I feel we're unified. Hey, Maybe yeah, a seven. No, that six is pretty six. good. <laughs> Considering I normally considering you normally are like... by this point having a breakdown. <laughs> Why don't they just fuck already? No, that's the thing. I, I was actually. No, they they lampshaded that in chapter one, so Mike couldn't say that. <laughs> no, no, that, that wasn't even it. Like, I actually believe that they are more friends than lovers in this. Right, like, right. It's a it's a believable relationship that it it makes sense that these two haven't fucked already. <laughs> Unlike, oh, that's giving it at least three extra points out of ten. Oh no! You see, when I say they, I mean uh, Nagi and Hero. Right, right, right. I mean, it would be weird considering she apparently didn't know who he was until the start of the story. So, I mean, when's that stopped anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel now crazy take here to close the show. Right, on. Right. Maybe if you're doing the deed with someone, um, know their name. Uh, seems optional. It's pretty much optional. Yeah. I mean, the, you're the two in relationships, so you know what do I know? <laughs> Wait, I'm in a relationship. <laughs> oh, no. who, who is this strange lady that I live with? ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear I bought, no, like I like obviously not in this particular situation but yeah you you really don't need to know the person's name <laughs> you I don't need to Phil casual fuckboy McGee right here <laughs> so on that uh, on that big note and reveal no that's the end of the show mate you, you dug your own grave now shattering revelation <laughs> on that and I mean, if you want more shattering revelations like that, there is only one place to be where you can finally find out where Dante is running to. That would be twitch.tv slash Berserkra. That's me. me. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Berserkra. B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R for video game shenanigans. That's, that's all I got. Video game shenanigans. It's fun, probably. I'm not very good at self-promo. I can confirm it is fun, usually. So, uh... <laughs>
come along, hang on out, and then type exclamation mark Discord and join his join his silly little Discord as well. You're a silly little Discord. No, don't. Uh, and if you if you want to follow my silly little Discord shenanigans at Slazer King, that's Slazer K I N G on the Twitter. I have no idea what I've tweeted about recently. Um, probably going to Newcastle and buying so much more manga. Where will I store it all? They say ah, that's not important. Deal with that later. When I retire, I'll have plenty of time to read all of this. So, uh, yay. Phil, friendo, fuckboy, good guy. Would you I, rather I, do, live... I don't feel you get to call me fuckboy and good guy. <laughs> as though that somehow negates the fact you're calling me a fuckboy. <laughs> I, I thought it was a compliment. But anyway, uh, would, would you rather live in a big-ass mansion or a cosy little flat? Who's paying the taxes for this? You you don't have to like it's free, but you can't just sell the mansion. You have to okay, but like I, I don't have to worry about the council tax or the bills or anything. No, no, no. That's it. It's it's free, but you, you you'll have to like clean it or yeah, it yeah. That, that's fine. Like I, I, yeah. maintenance is not an issue. Point is, I don't. Yeah, I'll take the mansion. Damn, you'd rather live in the mansion? Okay. I mean, yeah, more space for stuff. More space for all those manga. <laughs> they all yeah. just have all those manga. <laughs> do, do you know why I don't have all those manga? I've got nowhere to put them. <laughs> Quite literally, I've not been buying manga because I'm like, I've got nowhere to put them. Ah, uh, dear. But yes, you could. Uh, if you disagree with that, uh, if you if you like me and you'd rather have the cozy little flat, even if you can't store anything in it, then at Fanaxkian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N, and he will promptly ignore you, as he does. I mean, you say as I do. No, no one's tested this theory. Um, I mean, Mike, do you want to tweet him while I give an expert? <laughs> gonna no, say, that's different. That you... I would respond to Mike. <laughs> I was going to say, that you know of. Maybe you're just that good at ignoring people. <laughs> Here you go. Hang on. Let me check. Let me check. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got no DMs. What? Uh, DMs? Are you? I mean, can people DM you who don't follow you? Oh, or do you mean notifications? Okay, I've got no notifications either. There we go. I mean, that's how little he knows about Twitter, folks. And I mean, so uh, at him now before it all dies. So that's a pot cheery note. And also before Twitter dies, follow us on it at Trash Manga Cast. And then subscribe to us on all of the various services that we are on and that you use. That's Spotify, that's Apple, that's Google, that's Stitcher, and that's TuneIn. Get on there, hit subscribe, hit follow, like the show, rate it five stars, tell your friends, copy, hit that cut share link thing on like Spotify, put it on your social media as well. And then we'll be like, yeah, thank you. Spread, spread the word in this glorious new year of 2023 that uh, Trash Banker friends are still kicking and we will still be going for the rest of our year free arc. And speaking of our year free arc... We're getting down now to like the last 10 or so episodes of year three. So it's getting all the more important to know what's coming up. So Phil, tell us, where are we taking flight to next time on Trash Anger Friends? Oh man, we're going to Korea. Ooh. And we're going to read Dice. Dice? Nice. Dice. So like, it's going to be like Kaki Kurui, right? You know what? Read and find out find out well i will read and find out and hopefully listeners you will listen and find out thank you very much for hanging out with us 
and we will see you in a fortnight as we go back to the realm of webtoons. Take care, everybody. Goodbye.